Damian Pringle, and this is the Loyalty Podcast from New World Loyalty, where we help you make the most of your loyalty strategies by listening to us talk about what we like to talk about most, which is loyalty and loyalty programs. In this podcast, we'll explore how loyalty programs can work for brands that appear to have no loyalty problem at all. How many brand managers can say that a high proportion of their customers have their brand tattooed on them or could name their managers going back the last 20 years? Sports clubs enjoy this level of loyalty, but many still choose to have loyalty programs to drive various business benefits. To help explore this fascinating topic, I'm joined by two guests who have hands-on experience of developing loyalty programs for some of the world's best-known clubs and sports organisations. So please could I welcome James Gibbons from Premier League football club Wolverhampton Wanderers. Hi, James. Hi, Ian. You okay? Brilliant. Yeah. Now, I've said Wolverhampton Wanderers because that's your... But are you just known as Wolves or are you Wolverhampton Wanderers? Yeah, the, obviously the full name is Wolverhampton Wanderers, but yeah, more often than not, everyone refers to us as, as just simply Wolves. I would say in pub talk, I would always say Wolves. But some, some of your fans call yourself Wanderers as well, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, some of them do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a mouthful, though, isn't it, Wolverhampton Wanderers? So it makes for a long tattoo, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Cowgill from Rewards Four Group. Hi, Tom. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? Brilliant. And thanks for joining us. So, yeah, just to get us started tonight, because you give us a bit of a brief introduction to yourselves and your experience in in loyalty and in 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 football marketing. So, um, James, do you want to kick us off on that one? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So. I've probably been in sports marketing, well, I've had about nine years of experience in sports marketing. So uh, my first uh, sports marketing role was actually with um, Arena Racing Company. Um, started there as a CRM exec and became a group CRM manager. And then I've then progressed onto Walls, where I'm currently supporter insight and loyalty manager, looking after all aspects of CRM and loyalty. Perfect. Thank you very much for that. And, uh, and Tom? Yeah, so we've, we've been running our sports loyalty operation for the past 12 years. Um, so Rewards4 uh, launched back in 2010-11, and we run a number of different sports loyalty programs across all sorts of different sports. So from horse racing to golf to football to rugby and rugby league. And and you, so how many years have you been going, to, Tom? Uh, about 12 years we've been in operation. Perfect. And so just getting into it today, so what particular loyalty engagement issues have we seen? Talking about loyalty in, in sports in general, what sort of particular problems are the law are, are the, the the sports clubs trying to solve tom do you want to start because you've seen this a lot lots of places so sports organizations come to you and say i'm trying to solve this issue and this issue and this issue so it's not generally engagement and it's not generally loyalty uh, no i think that's absolutely right and if you think about you know kind of what sports organizations are they probably have the most loyal customers uh, as you've already alluded to in you know when you look at uh, what a sport is trying to create when it's looking at loyalty uh, it's very different to, say, running an airline or a retail loyalty program. Most sports are not concerned about competition necessarily. So a Wolves fan is never going to be a Villa fan, for example. It's much more tribal. And, and fans uh, you know, are very loyal to their, to their club or sport. So it's less about that creation of loyalty itself. It's, it's more about recognising and rewarding the loyalty of those fans. So I think when, you, when we all you know, try to design a loyalty program for, you know, a club like Wolves, for example, it is very much centred around that recognition and the reward of that fan loyalty. I, did, I didn't mention it at the beginning, actually, but I've, I've done some projects for another Premier League football club that remain, remain unnamed, James. Um, <laughs> but when we were doing the research, especially when we were talking to fans and fan groups, we deliberately steered away from the word loyalty 
because it was kind of not quite incendiary, but they didn't they didn't associate with what we were doing as loyalty. Does that does that ring true for you there, James? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I suppose when you kind of associate the word loyalty, you automatically think of like a Tesco uh, club card or a, or a Nectar program, and obviously that kind of thing doesn't really necessarily resonate that much with with a sports fan. So. Um, I mean, we have our loyalty mechanic um, at Walls, which is known as known as Walls Cash, and it's something that's been known across the club for for a number of years now. So I think to if we wanted to go ahead and try and sort of change that, um, I think it would have been sort of very difficult to try and sort of change supporters' perception in terms of what would uh, Walls' loyalty offering look like. And, and other other things that have been mentioned before. So I know that, for example, with uh, Arsenal Football Club. You know their particular loyalty problem, or one of the particular loyalty problems, was that their season ticket holders are, perhaps I'm over, overstating it, were kind of rich London people who don't, don't who find it difficult to get out on a wet Tuesday night against against Bournemouth, and so you know their loyalty mechanic was very much well partly about um, getting season ticket holders to come to game or to give up their tickets to so people could take the seats when perhaps they weren't going to come along. And that's an example of perhaps a, a particular individual need for um, for loyalty. And, and Tom, do you come across that with various of the, of the sports organisations you come with, where the, where they have weird and wonderful mixes of things they're trying to do? Yeah, I think that's a, that is a fair comment, and it's it's quite interesting because you know when you look across the sports, I mean, you look across rugby league, there's there's very different demographics, football, and certain areas, you know, where those football clubs are located, very very different dynamic and demographic. So. You know, whereas, you know, we might think, especially in today's, you know, the current economic climate, really what fans are looking to do is is find some sort of program that will help them save money. You know, there's a cost of living crisis going on. And you're right, there might be other clubs who have a totally different set of challenges, like Arsenal, as, you, as you've just mentioned. I, I can think of certainly one of our clubs where one of their challenges was getting fans to, getting season ticket holders to attend. And that wasn't necessarily because... They were kind of apathetic, or it was a wet Tuesday. The team wasn't performing very well, so they bought the season tickets, but they just they wouldn't go. And so one of the one of the needs, if you like, of that particular club was how do we use some sort of program, some sort of offering, to incentivize them to come. So yeah, look, different clubs have different challenges, and I think you know across the country, again, according to. You know, fan demographics and, and, and other factors that the loyalty program will play a, a different role and i guess every sports organization if the one thing that's common the one thing that I'd, I'd be talking to them is that they they all want money <laughs> they all need money and i suppose also the fans get that don't they james the fans get that there is a commercial edge to the thing yeah, that they, they love they do yeah i mean just going back to your sort of original point and what you were talking about with with Arsenal, it's it's an interesting one because, like you said, you know the demographic of, a, of an Arsenal fan is arguably arguably a, probably quite a bit different to to that of a Wolves fan, and you know we we've we've done our research with our supporters, particularly on on like the loyalty program. So um, if I just sort of step back around about eighteen months or so ago, um, Wolves cash had been in place for for a number of years now, certainly since before I I joined Wolves, and I've kind of felt it had gone a little bit stagnant as in we've just been doing the same thing for a number of years so we wanted to do some research with supporters just to find out a little bit more what it is that they like or potentially dislike about the program and 
I spoke with our commercial director at the time and he wasn't a massive fan of, of Wolves Cash and he was of the view that supporters would just prefer a flat flat discount. So, and I was sort of the view that, okay, Wolves Cash is, is working for us, but could it be better? So we, we simply just asked supporters and uh, we did a, a focus group whereby we just said, what would you rather see? Um, a flat A flat discount. Would you prefer to completely rip out the existing program and introduce a points-based program or would you prefer a cash-based program? And it was pretty unanimous that they didn't really want a flat discount. The points-based program would effectively just muddy the water with our loyalty point system, which is used for ticketing priority. And the consensus was they much prefer Wolves Cash. It allows the club to essentially credit supporters, um, obviously with, with money on their account, which they can then use for for discounts and the consensus was they wanted to keep it. It's in effect a way of the club, as, as Tom has mentioned, rewarding supporters for their loyalty and particularly around the area of Wolverhampton where it's probably not quite as an affluent area compared to other parts of the country. That sort of like money goes goes a long way with supporters and it, and it resonated quite well. So the general consensus was that we stick with Walls Cash and we just potentially look at ways of, of extending that so supporters can benefit um, in more ways from it. I was actually on one of those focus groups with with James and just hearing what the supporters said and what was important that they absolutely loved the Wolves Cash concept. They loved that idea of of being rewarded by the club for buying their season. It's a lot of it's transactional behaviour, buying season tickets, tickets, merchandise, etc. And they loved that and they loved the fact that the club is recognising what they you know what they do for the club. But actually what was quite interesting to hear the fans talk about as well is from the loyalty programme. Will it give something back to the club? So oh, yeah, is there an okay, opportunity okay. for the loyalty program to work in a way? Say, for example, there might be a charitable angle to it. So there might be giving some of that Wolf's cash back to the Wolf's Foundation, or to it would share a charitable arm the club happens to be involved in. So it's quite interesting when you you listen to fan sentiment about you know kind of what the loyalty program can deliver. It isn't actually all about the fan and it's not all about what they want and you know i i helping them you know save for example uh, it is it can be quite wide-ranging in, in terms of what you know what what they think and and also they, they they there's a clear distinction there between points that they're earning for the wolves cash but also as you said james the the points that they're earning for buying tickets that that help them get so there are actually two currencies, which is very similar in to frequent flyer programs in that way. Yeah, that's right. So with you know, uh, when a supporter buys, um, it's generally with away tickets, but uh, members that buy home tickets, they acquire loyalty points, and essentially all that is used for is to um, for supporters to gain priority access to to away tickets. Um, so more often than not, our, our away fixtures sell out. So it's purely giving supporters access who have been to a number of games and acquired, and acquired those points, um, initial priority on those tickets, which again is another way of, of, of rewarding loyalty. And and they get, did you ever discuss marrying the two together or do they do two different purposes, therefore they yeah. are separate? So yes, this this is the exact conversation that we had with supporters. So we said, look, if we were to bring in a potential, another loyalty-based, uh, points-based system, they just... They just said it's just going to completely like muddy the water completely. Yeah. They, they, they were they were happy to continue using the term loyalty points for ticketing priority, and then we continue to happy to use Wolves Cash as essentially like their 
their reward and, and loyalty mechanic, which is where obviously Rewards for came in with with Tom and kind of you know fully understood in terms of what our supporters were looking for. And you know we've been able to subsequently develop our program. And t- Tom, can you talk about what? How did Rewards for then extend this program? Yeah, so so as I mentioned, we've been operating a number of different schemes for for quite a number of years now, and. Um, we've had great success in terms of running these loyalty platforms and programs for, for other sports like horse racing, for example, where we've worked closely with a number of different um, uh, race course partners like the Jockey Club, etc. And so when when we were initially talking to, to James about this, we said, well, let, let's find out a bit more. So they'd already done some research with the fans forum and we came in and did a little bit more uh, with them and, and, and talked to the fans about what what it was that they really wanted. And I think that ability to have a platform which helps them save money was was really quite important. And so what we bring to the party, if you like, James has already got a really, really good mechanic in the form of Wolves Cash. So that's their currency and that should always remain. That's what the fans wanted. So what we then bring is lots and lots of other cash earning opportunities. So you know, we bring a, a huge network of, of other partners, other affiliate partners. You know, if you're talking in marketing speak, it's a huge network of, of affiliate retailers and partners who all offer Wolves Cash to Wolves fans when they go and transact with them. So if you like, our platform is then a bolt on to what James has already got. And the, the important thing, I think, in terms of, I guess it, you any loyalty program, if you talk to any retailer or anybody about this, any airline, is to make sure that for the fan, it's A, very easy to understand, and B, it's seamless to use. And rewarding, and rewarding, which you can see bring as well. Yeah, of course, and of course rewarding. But if you you put barriers in the way for, you know, the education, the understanding of how the loyalty program operates, and if the integrations that you have aren't as seamless as possible so for the fan experience it's this is too difficult to use they just you just won't get the engagement you want so i think one of the really important bits for for us and certainly for our platform and hopefully what we're bringing to to wolves and to james is a seamless uh, integration so we've integrated with basically the wolves cash platform just bringing lots and lots of other opportunities and we've created an umbrella to all that called Wolves Rewards, as you might imagine. Um, and all of it can then sit under that umbrella, if you like. And you've integrated with the ticketing system as well? So actually, for, for this one, we've integrated with um, one of their other platform suppliers called Sports Alliance, who are very well known in the industry. And they have a, a, a loyalty module, if you like. It's more a currency called Club Cash. So Wolves Cash is a sort of derivation of, of Club Cash. We've integrated with Sports Alliance, number one, because they've already got the integrations with the merchandising platform, retail and sports systems, and with Ticketmaster, who are Wolves' ticketing platform. And so we've integrated with Sports Alliance. And what that also allows us to do is to bring in single sign-on. So again, make it very easy for fans to be able to join the loyalty program. They can use the same login credentials that they've got across the whole of Wolves' digital platform and they can use that same uh, login to uh, to get into their loyalty account. This was this was so, the other one of the one of the things I was going to come on to about about um, reasons why sports clubs do loyalty is often to aggregate together multiple technologies has been a common theme when I'm talking to sports organisations because this need for money and the lack of investment <laughs> seems to pile on each other where 
it means that they've got an app and they've got a they've got an app but they've got a fa- they've also got a, a TV station they've also got a membership organization they've always got I mean I see you nodding your head James you probably this is probably bingo to yeah. you um, and then drawing <laughs> drawing all of those things together with a single sign on is an absolute yeah James I mean you nodding your head so is that, is that common yeah it is yeah so um in my previous role, I, I worked in worked in horse racing, and uh, the system that we used there at the time, we were, we were fortunate enough that that we had one system that essentially did everything from CRM and, and ticketing and even uh, access control. The only thing we plugged into it was our email marketing platform, and then, but then coming into into football and working with Wolves, you kind of then soon realise that there are so many different digital platforms out there. So as Tom alluded to, you've got your ticketing platform, your retail platform. There's data collection, there's competition platforms, all of these kind of different platforms that sit separately and it's just it requires something to essentially knit all those together <clears throat> knit all those together. So again when I was um I remember in my sort of time at at, at the uh, arena racing company, I did spend a lot of time sort of manually manipulating and transforming like data and it, it took a, a long, long time to do so to come into a football club that had that system in place that again knitted all those digital platforms together and essentially transformed the data for us on, on a daily on a daily basis was an, was an absolute game changer so like I said we, we were fortunate enough that you know when I came in Wolves cash was already already um, had already been put in at the club um, it worked seamlessly with with our digital platforms so for then uh, Tom and his and the rewards for guys guys to come in it just it was just a pretty sort of straightforward process for them to to come in and just plug into our existing digital infrastructure. And then, as Tom said, hopefully that will mean when the program's launched, it will just be a, a seamless um, experience for our for our supporters and will hopefully mean long-term success. And did you consider other alternatives as well? So did you ever consider uh, sort of cryptocurrency, kind of socios or some of those other things that have been tried within the market? Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a hot topic at the moment in in football. <laughs> I think I, I think if you mention NFTs uh, to anyone that works in the industry, it's uh, it's a bit of a taboo. Like really, um, there are a couple of clubs that are out there that have that have launched uh, an NFT or, or have tried to launch their own cryptocurrency, and I think it's probably through a lack of education with supporters, but. I think some supporters just do not see it as a, as a positive thing at all. So I think maybe in a few years time, once, you know, supporters are a little bit more educated on that side of things, maybe that's the way that, that loyalty programs will go. But I think for now, the general consensus, certainly from our side of things where we've, again, we've just, as Tom said, we've got to keep things simple for our supporters. I think we'll just, we'll just probably steer away from, from crypto and any kind of NFT and just, just keep things as, as simple as possible. No, I, I get that. Um, the other, the other thing I wanted to check with you, Tom James, was um, how does this go down with your sponsors? So obviously, sponsors are incredibly important to you, and is there seen to be that this is this is this is something that's supplementing that, or is it competing with it? I'll jump in there. It's, it's a really interesting one. So I've had conversations even over the last few days with our head of partnerships about about the Rewards for Light program. I think the one thing we were conscious of, and again we've spoken about this with with Tom previously, is that we didn't want to create like a conflict of interest with our with our existing um, sponsors and partners. So, you know, there is the ability to suppress certain brands from the program if, if we wanted to. Um, again, the rewards for guys are, are pretty flexible on that front. But what I've, the conversations I've been having within the club is that, look, if we've got a, a particularly B2C um, partner or sponsor that, that effectively want to get involved with, with Wolves Cash and our rewards program, then we're more than happy to work with them and, and put them in touch with the guys that rewards for. And then, 
you know, we can even then start to look at more like bespoke campaigns for them. So obviously that's that can only be a good thing for for the partner because they get more engagement. But then also from the from um, from the supporters' point of view, in the fact that they potentially might be able to earn to earn more walls cash. But also on the flip side of it, from from a club side of things, from and particularly from a partnership and a sponsorship perspective, obviously we can then start to to generate those insights in terms of spending patterns among supporters. And again, it just adds another layer to our to our um, supporter insights. And again, that will then help with with conversations that that we have we have with brands. So. All in all, it's it's a bit of a win-win really for for all parties. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, you know, James was just talking there about the kind of data side of this, and you know, it becomes increasingly important. I mean, like any good loyalty program, it should be incredibly rich in data. And actually, once you've got you know, that loyalty currency that underpins it, you've got a lovely value exchange. You can give some of that currency to fans, and in return, they'll give you data, and they'll freely and willingly do that as long as you're very transparent with them, as you should be. Um, particularly in you know the days since since GDPR, and I think you know James is a really good point there about you know how you can use a platform like ours or like it like any platform out there, but you know to try and connect or help those those brands and sponsors who spend small fortunes and some cases large fortunes, um, you know supporting clubs and sport, and actually you know they do that for a reason. It's brilliant having your brand in front of you know thousands tens of thousands who are in the stadium then on tv in front of millions but actually if you're a b2c brand really you want to get in front of that audience because you want to sell them what you're selling and i think if you can find a way to to drive or help drive fans towards them by incentivizing that next transaction with the with the partner or sponsor i think it's a very very useful um aspect if you like of any any loyalty scheme no interesting because it was de- this was definitely the big issue when I was speaking to another Premier League football club. That was it was almost like the sponsorship team had had a a veto over any decision, and they were really really conservative. And I and I felt that was I, I was with you, Jay, James. I felt that was a very conservative view. But you know that that was that was a view that they had. Um, and just to close tonight, well, well before we can enter onto the advice, Avato did a piece of work recently where the average um, team looking after loyalty was sixteen. <laughs> um, wow. Wow! <laughs> I wish I wish I, I wish I had a team. How big is your team, James? Are they, are they, all, are they all there with, are they all there with Great. you now? <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you're looking right right at the team. Now. <laughs> it's a really interesting point because again, you know, I speak with you know colleagues at other clubs, and at Wolves, we I'm mean, literally a one man band. I mean, I, I spoke to some of my colleague, uh, my CRM colleague at Manchester United um, a couple of weeks ago at a Premier League meeting. Just kind of interested to find out what their their teams like and. He had three direct reports and then a team of, of analysts based out in Poland. And I was like, "Wow, it's, it's incredible!" And even, but to be fair, you even you know you speak to even some championship clubs and from a CRM offering, they'll have two or three people just purely on on the CRM side of things. So it's it, it is a challenge at Wolves, and you know you do have to put in the hours to obviously make things things tick over. And then you know we're just thankful that you know, like I said, we're, we are going to be working with a partner like Rewards for that can take take on some of that heavy lifting like for us and again that was one of the, the reasons why we elected to go with with Tom and his team because you've seen this before Tom I mean it's, it's common I think it's a common thing in in football or sports generally is the teams generally tend to be quite small so someone's got to do the heavy lifting so I, I think so and you know you scratch beneath the surface at some of these smaller clubs I'm not talking about Premier League clubs and Wolves is a pretty big Premier League club you know you get into rugby cricket rugby league 
I mean, there are people wearing multiple hats at these clubs. So actually, anything that you can do to help alleviate, you know, some of that burden, if you like, in terms of bringing not just the marketing expertise and perhaps the loyalty expertise, which they won't necessarily have. I mean, James has, so it's brilliant. It's, you know, very, very easy to work with, with, with him. But for those that don't necessarily have the expertise, but want to be able to provide their fans with some sort of loyalty offering, I keep calling it that, rewards and loyalty offering, you know, that that's where if you've got a team that can come and do that for them, then, yeah, it's it's beneficial. I kind of witnessed that firsthand. So I remember like during, during COVID and um, obviously, you know, a lot of the club's revenue streams dried up and we were tasked with, with trying to find, identify new revenue streams for the club. And obviously from my background, I thought, you know, is there an opportunity here to potentially look at essentially bringing in an affiliate revenue stream? So, so we signed up with um, an affiliate platform, but I think I soon came to realize that actually there's quite a bit of work here in terms of, onboarding partners, then identifying offers, setting all those up, generating unique links, getting all those communications out to fans and then, if I'm being brutally honest, seeing very little return from it. Yeah. So, and, and James, what's interesting, sorry just to cut in there, what's interesting about that is th- this is about changing fans' behaviour. So if they want to go and collect that additional Wolves cash, if you like, away from the club, they've, they've got to be educated, influenced, incentivized to go and do that. And I think I think you're absolutely right. If you're sitting there at the club and then you're expected to do all the things that you've got to do on a daily basis, plus run a whole affiliate network, <laughs> an affiliate network, <laughs> it's, it's next to impossible. Um, well, that's it. I mean, in terms of like my role, I mean, I do all the, the club's email communications and, you know, we're turning over 60, 70, 80 campaigns a month, which is an absolutely obscene amount. And so then to try and run essentially an affiliate program on top of that, it's, it just got to the point where it was just becoming unmanageable. So obviously, you know, and also as well, you know, there was no sort of like real link to the, to the club's like, you know, uh, to the club's reward and loyalty program. So again, speaking with, obviously with you guys, Tom, it was great in terms of that you could integrate with, with our existing loyalty program and, effectively then give fans a real reason for wanting to want to shop with with third party brands rather than just just clicking on an affiliate link on on an email that we send out and just buying something and not really getting much in return yeah no i, I think that's right it's linking it all back isn't it you know that's it. I mean, essentially, essentially these things are all about tapping into fans emotions and you know fans passion as we said at the start of the show you know other retailers would give their eye teeth for what some you know football or other sports organizations have in terms of that absolute diehard loyalty and just just to finish off could you just a bit a couple of bit of advice then to to sports marketeers in general so if you're going to consider loyalty what are the two pieces of advice you'd give them um james you want to start with that one um i think the first piece of all is just fully understanding well, first of all, fully understanding who you, who your supporters are, and really understanding them what it is what it is they want. I think we touched upon it, you know, at the start in terms of, you know, we had we had a good idea in terms of you know the demographic of our supporters, and we had a fairly good understanding of what they wanted. But I think to be able to truly understand what they want, just go and ask them. Like rather than just you know throw throw a program at them and hope it works, just just go and speak to them. That, and that that piece yeah. of research, that doing research generally in loyalty at the very beginning is absolutely manna from heaven because you, every time I've done it, you get something that you think I never thought of that, and either it gives you the confidence, therefore, to make some really big decisions in your loyalty program. Yeah, that's it. And as I said, like our commercial director, he was of the view that oh, 
you know, supporters aren't really bothered about Wolves cash. It's, it's been there for a number of years. It's pretty stagnant. All they want is just a flat discount. But I think he was actually quite taken aback and quite surprised that actually supporters do do value um, our loyalty programme. So you know, I'll, I'll give you another example. Mind. I'll give you another example. The, the Premier League football club I did, the one of the directors hated the international the the, 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 the pack that they gave members. They gave this pack to members. He hated it. And uh, and whereas overseas members, particularly in Africa, absolutely loved the pack. <laughs> uh, there's nothing like seeing senior managers eat, eat their uh, eat their hat, really. So. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Tom, Tom what are your, your two piece, your, your two bits of advice? Yeah, I think, look, I think first and foremost, particularly working in sports loyalty, Whatever proposition you put in front of the fans is got to be authentic. It's fans, you know, they're they're savvy, and if you're trying to hoodwink them with a proposition that a they don't want, or b they feel like it's benefiting somebody else other than them, than them or the club, they'll see straight through it. So, so that's number one. I think the second part is something I mentioned earlier on, which is making sure that the program mechanics. Uh, are as easy to understand as possible and seamless to use. If you create barriers, it'll inevitably lead to, to lower engagement. So I think those would be my two key bits of advice. Oh, fantastic. Well, on that last piece of advice, um, just comes for me to say thank you for joining guests tonight. So thank you very much, James Gibbons. Thanks from, from Wolves. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. And good luck for the season. Cheers. Thanks. And thank you very much, Tom Cowgill. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Ian. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please like, share or comment using the hashtag The Loyalty Podcast. And we look forward to your company again soon. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>